Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. And we are joined by, honestly, she's a jack of Jill of all trades, you could say. Um, she's played almost every sport except soccer. Her name's Renee Target. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, no worries. I mean, so let's get started. The elephant in the room because you're wearing Bears gear. Yes. You've signed with the Bears for the 2021 season. You played the first trial, not weekend just gone, but the weekend before. Yes. How was that? Uh, it was great, actually. I did not trial mm. um, because that was the same day as Opal Bowl uh, oh. for Grudine. So I rushed from Opal Bowl down to the trial to go and support the girls. Yep. Um, but yep. it was really successful. There was some really positive points that came out of that day. Oh, that's awesome. And you went down to the um, North Sydney Rebels, um, who also has a player from the North Sydney Bears team, Pierre Pritchard. Yes. Um, what was that like? You know, what, Did she play in the Bears or did she play in the Rebels game? Uh, no, she played in the Rebels game. Mm -hmm. um, absolute trooper. She <laughs> deserves all the rap she can get because she deserved that win. Mm. I'm really happy for her and I'm glad now that we can play in the same colours. Exactly, exactly. Um, and as I'm sure you've heard now, the WFLA over in America um, is definitely a big thing coming up. You know, San Diego Tridents, Las Vegas uh, Devils, I think they're called. Um, Pierre herself is signed with the Tridents. Is that something you're going to try and aspire to? Uh, I definitely wouldn't throw it off the table mm -hmm. um, if it was something that was an opportunity that was there. Yep. Definitely, I would definitely take that. Awesome. And what position do you play for the Raiders? Uh, so I was mostly on defense. Mm -hmm. um, I played a bit of corner, um, linebacker and also safety. Mm -hmm. um, and my love, I would say, would be to return. Uh, so special teams. Mm -hmm. um, kick yep. return, yeah, kick return. return. Yeah. Yep. Well, so you'll probably fit in well in the also centers, maybe the wings for the Bears this year, do you reckon? Yeah, I, I mean, I am trialing at hooker. Oh, okay. Well, Nina Maynard's position. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm hoping to trial at hooker and also half. Okay. Um, they're kind of my my loves. Well, I mean, definitely. I, I watched the back end of the Bears season last year and I reckon you definitely help complement Nita Maynard, whether you're, you become the hooker or if you become in the halves, definitely be able to play off each other. Definitely. definitely. The Open Bowl did happen this year. You played for, it was your first season in the gridiron. Uh, what was it like going from literally your first game to the Opal Bowl, which to anyone who doesn't know is the more or less equivalent of the Super Bowl for the women's um, gridiron in Australia? Yeah, it was really great. I mean, I stepped into the team um, a couple of games in mm -hmm. uh, and they were so welcoming. They welcomed me with open arms. They pretty much just accept anyone um, and love them for who they are. Yep. So it was really great. Uh, we just fostered a culture where we can just learn off each other and love each other and help each other reach peak performance, essentially. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um Honestly, I, I love I love gridiron regardless. So let's talk a bit about the fan side of things. Do you follow a NFL team and maybe a college football team? And if so, which ones? Uh, I don't call, I don't follow a college football team, but I do follow the Seahawks. Okay, and why do you follow the Seahawks? Um, kind of a similar thing to what's that Raiders. Their culture just seems like it's one step above the rest. Yep. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. They they really are. I mean, don't get me wrong. They didn't have a crash hot season this year, but it wasn't the Jets season or yes. anything like that. So there's definitely, you know, you can see something building over the next few years. And I I definitely agree. I'm de I'm not a Seahawks fan. I'm a Packers fan. But I mean, as long as you're not a Tom Brady fan, um, I mean, well, Tom Brady is. You've got to give him credit where credit is due. Definitely, he is. He is definitely. I don't know if he's the goat, but he is definitely top two quarterbacks of all time, in my opinion. Whether or not he gets the number one spot, I'm not sure. Yeah, he's definitely excellent at what he does. Mm, exactly. Um, like example, like as everyone saw this year, he went from the Patriots winning six rings with the um, Patriots to going to a team that hasn't made the Super Bowl since like. 
early 2000s and wins it for him, well, with them and for them. Yeah, definitely. So you, you've got to give him credit. Oh, you really do. Did you play any other sports as a kid growing up? Obviously, you said you, you know, play gridiron, play rugby league. Did you play union or soccer or anything you could get your hands on? Pretty much. I started when I was eight playing touch football, okay. um, running around Pecos Park. That was my home ground. Uh, and then from there, I went to union mm-hmm. um, in high school, um, played a bit of representative union. And then from there, got into gridiron back in um, 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that kind of led me to league. Oh, wow. Yeah. I want to say that's weird. Um, and you've kind of more or less never looked back now. How long have you been playing in, you know, you could say semi-professional in the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. You played for the Bulldogs previously, now you're with the Bears. How long were you at the Bulldogs for? Uh, so I was there, I've been at the Bulldogs for two years, mm-hmm. um, but they were split. I was at Cabramatta for one year in between those two years. Okay. Um, so this is my, going, I'm going into my fourth year now. Wow. Damn, that'll be intense. And um, the Bears will be hungry for the win for this year because they went down in the grand final last year, the Central Coast Roosters. Definitely. So honestly, fingers crossed for the Bears and the team in general. I'll definitely be at as many games as that I can be. This episode is brought to you by our proud sponsor, Gold Coast Trading Cards. They are an authorized TLA trading card dealer and they are the NRL collector's choice from box breaks to individual cards they sell thousands of them from the 1960s up until recent 2020s and into the future 2021s coming out next year be sure to get all of your nrl trading card needs at gold coast trading card yeah international women's day um they're holding a function um talking to sports people and um, that's at, out at fairfield youth uh, and community center. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's another one also um, that I'll be at in Maryland, Chapel Youth Off the Streets, mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, yeah, wow. so look, really looking forward. Well, I'll definitely put the links to those events for any you know young girls or you know even women that are aspiring, even like whether they're mums or not. You know, just women in general, they can click those links. Okay. What are you looking forward to the most playing for the Bears in 2021? Growth. Um, team culture. I think the team culture is great. Oh, the culture there is is amazing. Yeah, um, we. They have the a really great support staff, um, coaching staff, management. It's really professional there. Uh, I'm really looking forward to just being able to develop myself as a player and as yeah, a like person. going up a level sort yeah, of. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. Maybe it might give you a put put you in the eyes of an NRLW coach. Maybe. Yeah, I mean that's a definitely a possibility. So, I mean. Okay. Well, do you have a specific pregame meal? Not necessarily. Um, I do oats and nuts and um, like dry fruit. Yeah, I do that every morning. Um, So that's game day or not game day. And it really depends on the time of the day of when the game. You'll see me munching maybe about as soon as I'm arriving to the field, I'll be eating like a a full-on meal. Sometimes it's boiled eggs with sweet potato and veggies Mm. or something with rice and chicken, that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, And obviously speaking of pre-game meals, do you have a pre-game routine or ritual that, you know, like a certain way you put your socks on or sort of thing? Uh, No, not necessarily. I do just like to go out and, and stand on the field. Yep. Um, when I can, just barefoot, just do some like walking up and down, nothing too um, strenuous um, before the game, but like so just some gentle stretching, just getting bare feet in the grass, that kind of thing. Yeah, cool. yeah get some feel for the field that you're about to play on. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. That's that's a very different one. Like it, it's not weird or anything, but yep. it's it's one that I've not heard before, you know. Like I've heard the whole, you know, be the first one to the, to the st- you know, stadium or field that you're playing at, um, you know, first there, last gone sort of thing. But yep. that one's really interesting. I Thank like you. that one. Thank you. Um, 
So obviously we touched on a little bit um, your move to the Bears, but why did what was the decision you know behind moving from the Bulldogs to the Bears? Uh, well, I had a great season at Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it, and you just get this sense that it's time to move on mm-hmm. and go somewhere else. And uh, my manager and I had been in talks with Bears, um, and he told me that it would be a great move. And he said that for your development, I think they've got their head screwed on and they're really professional and I think they're really going to help you get to that next level that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, and so far, so ha- I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy. No, that's good. That's really good to hear. Um, what positives have you had so far, as you just mentioned, from being just in the camp and the preseason in general with the Bears? Um, I think the passion and the determination of all the girls. Mm. They really help you strive for more. Um and when you're in the trenches and you're doing that con that you really don't want to do, there's always someone there to say, hey, I got your back. Like, we're going to do this together. Even if you don't really feel like doing it, we're here to do it together. Because yep. at the end of the day, you're on the field together. And if they put in the work now, they'll put in the work then. Exactly. Yeah, like you wanting to be your best makes everyone else lift by wanting to be their best for each other sort of thing yeah yep. so when when one of us achieves we can all achieve exactly that's exactly it and honestly there's if that doesn't in my opinion describe the bears women's team as a you know if someone were to say how would you describe it it's one in all in basically definitely which team did you follow growing up as a kid uh i wouldn't say i followed a team mm-hmm. per se um but jonathan thurston he was my go-to person to follow yep. um now i would say it's damien cook okay um, i follow him now um so Hookers and halves, really. Yeah, hookers yeah. and halves. Yeah, yeah, the position that I'm a- aspiring to aim for in, in higher levels of football. Yeah, when you like watch how they play their game sort of thing. Yeah, and how they manage themselves off the field with mm-hmm. their teammates, all of that kind of stuff. Okay, I was going to say, what's drawn you towards, you know, Damien Cook? Obviously, minus the fact that he's the hooker, but like compared to, say, Reid Mahoney or... Um, struggling to think of names in the NRL that are hookers right now, but, you know, those two, yeah. or Harry Grant sort of thing, do you watch all of them But and you've gravitated towards Damien Cook? Definitely. I would say when NRL season is on, I am probably glued to my couch yep. Friday to Sunday watching yep. all the games, uh, no, matter, exactly no matter who's playing. Yep. Um, and I do watch all of the hookers and all of – I try and watch the hookers yep. and the halves, um, but I there's just something about Damien Cook's professionalism and yeah. the way he conducts himself um, I think is just – a level above the rest. Okay, and as you said, JT was the halves. Who's the current type of halves that you really enjoy watching? Would it be, you know, Jerome Luai or and Nathan Cleary from last year, or would it be like the Bunnies halves? Or who would it be for you at the moment? Um, good that you point that out, actually, because I think Luai and Cleary they were pinnacle last year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they were peak, and, and they they complement each other in mm. in such great ways. Mm. Um, so definitely them too from <laughs> okay. last year. From last yeah. year. And who do you think? Do you reckon you'll focus more? Obviously, as you said you watch every game that you can, but do you think you'll more um, um, focus on the Panthers halves this year as well, going through the season like you would with Damian Cook for hookers? Um, I guess so. I mean, I'd like to watch the a bit of the um, beginning, like mm-hmm. the um, trials and see yep. how they're kind of faring along. Um, and then I kind of just go along with how I feel about it, how I yep. feel that like, each of them are playing and try and, you know, oh, I would analyse it a little bit, have a look yep. and see, oh, well, they did that really well, but then look at what this other person did. Yeah, no, that's fair. And speaking of trials, you've got a Bears trial coming up next weekend. Yes. Who's that against? And are you going to be playing in it? Yeah, so we are versing St. Mary's okay. um, in the trial at St. Mary's. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're, yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, and 
I mean, I hope to be playing in it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, fingers crossed. I haven't I haven't played in a trial yet, so I imagine they'll want me to get around oh, for sure. Yeah, on the paddock and and show what I can do. Yeah, well, I mean, you'll be going up against a you could say a new club because St Mary's have just launched a team for this year, um, for the first time for the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. Jeez, that's a mouthful. So HNWP. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, they've really impressed. Even though they lost their first trial game, they still impressed. You know, they put ten points on uh, Wentworthville. Um, or Wenty Magpies, anyone who you know doesn't know Wentworthville. Um, so what do you think you can expect in that game if you do get to play against uh, St. Mary's? Uh, strong runners, mm. some really strong runners. And I know that they've got some really smart footy players in their team. Yeah. So we're definitely watching out for those, but there's just some great athletes. Yep. And there's also a former bear in that team now, Josephine Majors. Yes. So she has moved on over there. I don't know if she'll be playing in that trial because, again, team lists are yet to be decided. But if she does, then that'll be a really interesting game. Definitely. Definitely. It'd be good to get a hit out. Oh, for sure. So tangenting back to Gridiron, sorry to anyone who's trying to keep up with this, you know, conversation. Uh, we're floating between all the sports that you've played. Um, so you've also played nationally um, representative honours for Australian Gridiron, the Outback team. What was it like, you know, getting the call up and then playing for Australia? It's indescribable. Yeah. It really is indescribable. Uh, you just feel proud and also humble. But mm. privileged at the same time. Yep. There's just so many emotions all in one. Um, and you just feel great. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really great. And which team did you go up against? Or teams? Are- uh, we came up against Canada. Oh, wow. Um, we played Mexico. Mm-hmm. And... Was that in Australia or over there? No. So the championship was in Canada. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So we had three games and I'm having a brain fart. And <laughs> we did have three games and I know we versed... Uh, well, obviously, would have versed Canada regardless because it's in Canada. Yeah. So, well, we had two different pools. So, oh, okay. We, um, we were lucky enough to come up against Canada, um, and then there was Brazil, and there was another one, and I can't Mexico? remember. Mexico. No. I can't. Yeah, I can't think of the other one. Wow. Yeah. How'd you go in those games? Did you win them? Did you lose them? What? How'd it go? No, we lost. There was a moment in our second game where we where we could have changed the momentum and and made it to a semi mm-hmm. um but unfortunately we just it just didn't go our way that day That's um fair. yeah so i mean and it's really tough it's really tough going up against countries where they live and breathe it literally they've been playing it their whole lives absolutely yeah. it's so difficult um but it was really great for us just to experience um how they do things yeah mm. no that's for sure and it would have definitely upped your level of of, you know, game and how you play, you know, because as they say, the old adage, to be the best, you've got to play against the best, you know, so and would have definitely upped your levels. Um, um, You played a bit of AFL um, with the Auburn Giants, which are affiliated to an extent with the GWS Giants. What was, again, the decision to play AFL and what was it like? A couple of friends, they just, you know, said, come down, try it out, see how you go. Uh, And I just loved it. Yep. There's just something about football, all kinds, all codes of football. That yep. it just, the oval shaped ball. Yeah, that's it. Oval shaped ball. Just, I love it. I love the running. I think the running was a big thing okay. um, because the fields are quite large and I was playing in the midfield a lot. So there's a lot of running in mm. the midfield um, and it helped me develop my, like it all led to what I'm doing now. I mean, yeah. like I, it helps me um, like with kick technique yep. and, and just like athleticism in general. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And who was the biggest influence in your life that you've had in general regarding sports? It can be a player or even a person in your family and life. Um, I would say one of the like most influential people in my life would be my dad. Yeah. Um, 
he I've heard of him playing sport. I don't really know about like how to what extent or what yeah. he did. Um, but he always just said, you know, you do what you want to do. Yeah. You just strive and you just go and do it. So I guess that's kind of always in the back of my mind and always doing that with him on my sleeve too. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, which coach in general throughout your so far career of multiple sports do you think you've benefited from the most? Um, and if it's every single one for different reasons, what would be the different reasons with each coach? Wow. Okay. Um, one of the most influential would be my defense coach for Outback, mm -hmm. um, Coach Stone. Um, he's American um, and he just has a lifetime of knowledge. Mm. He knew how to get the best out of me. Yep. Um, and because, I mean, females respond differently to different ways of communication. Yep. So some girls you can scream at and say, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. And they'll, they'll be like, right, I got to go do that. Yeah. Whereas sometimes you need to take a more softer approach and say, yeah. hey, like come to the side. We need to chat about this. Yeah. And it's like, hey, instead of doing it that way, try doing this way. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. And I think he was a really great communicator in that yep. sense. Like he would he would do that for me and, and be able to pull out the best in me. Um, saying that though, I think every coach has an ability to pull out something yeah they each have their own strengths where they you know whether some are like a good player manager yeah. some are a good you know in general yeah. sort of thing and yeah, you think that uh dan stone was the great player manager sort of thing yeah he was really great in that sense and he's very smart okay very smart. Uh, which coach so far at the bears is your favorite <laughs> this will be a bit of a hot topic Ooh. when this comes out <laughs> um he doesn't say much, but when he does, Flo? yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you know? I was just like, mm, just by the sounds, because Flo's beloved at the club in general, not yeah. just amongst the players, but everyone yeah. like loves Greg Florimo. Yeah, he is. I would have to say one of the most valuable people in that team. Um, mm. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not the pioneer communicator in that sense, where he's out the front screaming mm. at everyone, telling no, everyone. He just sits in the background and then he says. Like really valuable tidbits of information. Exactly. When like basically when he speaks, you listen. Yeah, sort of thing. definitely, yeah. definitely. Nah, that's awesome. Um, North Sydney. Uh, you also played f uh, some brain fart. I was just going to say you just played for UNSW, but that's the Raiders team. Yes. Um, grassroots. What was it like growing up? You know, um, you know. No offense to you know females or just in general. You know, what was it like growing up with seemingly nothing for women in sport? You know. To growing up, you know, through that, you know, having to change sports because, you know, certain rules you can't play after a certain age to now being able to play in high elite sports, you know, at the max level that you can so far. What's it been, you know, seeing that progression of women's uh, brain fart? Let's try again. What's it been like growing up from the grassroots and seeing the progression of women's professional sports? That's a better question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love watching women in sport. Mm. I think... A captivating in all honesty. Definitely. And I think it's got that raw essence at the moment, mm -hmm. um, which hasn't been, I guess, facilitated yet in, yeah. in that way. Um, and like growing up, it's a little bit annoying mm -hmm. that you don't have as many opportunities as there are now. But in, on the on the flip side of that, I am so happy that there are that many opportunities now. Yeah, exactly. Um, like you're helping be that inspiration for young kids sort of thing. Definitely. And I mean, just getting out there and showing the younger generation that, you know, you can play sport. You can, if you think you it. You can do it. Yeah, you can do it. If you think, if you think it, essentially, you, you can, can find, you can find a way to do what you want to do. Exactly. Um, and I think that, you know, having female role models and having especially sporting role models, it will really help, you know, 
bridge that gap between I think I can do it and taking that action to doing it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and other than Gridiron and League, as we know they're your favourites, mm-hmm. etc. what would be your next favourite to watch? Ooh, next favourite to watch? Um, I like all kinds of sports. Yeah. I'm a bit of I, – I do enjoy watching the UFC. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Who's um, your favourite um, fighters? Uh Oh, I can't say there's any one particular fighter. I just like just, you know, just channel all. surfing and yep. just chuck it on and watch it. I think Fair their um, athleticism is something. Oh, it's amazing! Something fantastic! It's crazy, watch. like the yeah. f- the fitness levels that they've got to do. It's it's insane. Definitely. Um, and that brings up a pretty good topic for some reason. I'm brain farting, but I'm getting there with mm-hmm. the um, HIA. And, you know, head injuries and all that because it's a very big thing in general in full contact sports. And what are your thoughts on, you know, the whole you got to do the assessment? I love that. I I love the head injury assessment in any full contact sport, men's and women's. And, you know, I believe that if someone fails the, you know, HIA sort of thing, even though it's not – I've found out recently it's not a pass-fail. It's Mm. whether they think they can still, like, compete them or not. Yeah. and if they can't, I believe it should be a mandatory like two, maybe one to two weeks off. Uh, because in the UFC, as you'll see, as soon as a, you know, obviously it's a fight to the KO, yeah. right? And that person that gets KO'd is not allowed to have another fight for three months. Mm. So what are your thoughts on the NRL and, you know, full contact sports in Australia thinking it's okay to, you know, let a player come back a week after a knockout mm. compared to the UFC? Uh, I definitely think it has... Um, it's disadvantages. Mm. Um, essentially, you know, I feel like you know within yourself yeah. whether you're good enough or to like go feeling, well, to feeling well enough to mm. compete that next week. And yep. I think if you're not able, if you can sit with yourself and you ask, can I bring my best to this week? And you say, no, you can't because of the HIA or because yeah. of... Because or of or even just feeling the after effects. Yeah, or whatever, absolutely. Yeah. Then, then you should be telling your sports trainers, I yep. cannot do this yeah and speaking of you know ko's and stuff have you ever been knocked out in a sporting match and if so what were the immediate effects effects that if you can remember and what was it like you know for the week afterwards i can't say i've been knocked out during a game Mm -hmm. um i feel like i know the after effects of having a slight concussion yeah um and it's not very fun no like you don't feel 100 percent um a little bit foggy or i've had minor concussions from oztag like i've gone run for the ball you know whacked my head on the on the grass and i've been fine for the rest of the game nothing you know untoward get home massive headache for three days and i'm like shit yeah definitely (laughs) and and it's just it's just really not pleasant (laughs) um and there's nothing you can really do except give it time make it subside you just have to relax and rest it out yeah there's really nothing else Exactly. And um, with COVID being a thing last year and obviously uh, this year, yes, but it's a bit lessened now with the vaccine coming out the last out two days, etc. Um, what did you and do during the, obviously because you're a mad rugby league yes, fan and mad yeah, sports fan, what did you do during that 10-week break series? of no footy and no series. nothing? I'm a really fiction person, um, more like non-fiction, really into, yeah, biographies um, and like success um, like literature yeah. and okay, so you're a reader. At, um, okay, what are your favorite book high series? Performers and how they have achieved that high performance okay. and what their habits are and things like that. Okay, mm. like biographies and stuff. Okay. Um, I really did like Jonathan Thurston's biography. Um, I would say that's probably my top one to have read. 
So, um, do you have any advice for any, you know, youngsters, young girls, women in general, just in general, people who've not, you know, had a chance at professional sports and, you know, how they could make it or, you know, what things they may need to do? Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's definitely not easy. So if you want the easy road, it's not the one to take. Mm. But if you are willing to um, work hard um, and it's not, it's when it's having the discipline to do so as well. Mm. Some days you don't want to do it. Yeah. Some days you don't want to get out and go to the gym, but it's getting there. Yeah, It's getting there. And if you don't do um, maybe the extent to what you are supposed to do, yeah. it's doing being kind to yourself as well and, and doing a little bit less than maybe what you should have been doing. Okay. Um, but it's just the consistency. Yeah. Make it a part of your process and you will be able to get there.